Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 123 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density, your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, is there anything you'd like to talk about to get out of the way about your mundane, boring, uh, dumb life? I had a complaint about an Amazon package that was supposed to be delivered to me, and apparently I signed for it while I was at work. So some person used my initials and signed for it, and I think it was the delivery guy, and he just left it on my porch. Yeah, he's trying to save you the hassle. I know, just weird, right? Like they would sign with my own initials and then say the person there signed for it. Is that not like fraud or something? It is definitely considered male fraud here in Canada, but also something uh, to remember, Angelo, uh, maybe this is the first step in him uh, sort of replacing you. Maybe, I hope not. Some weird uh, delivery doppelganger. Can't wait to do a podcast with a man who wears your face as a mask. Sounds like a good premise for an Apple TV show. (laughs) Wow, it's almost as if you wanted to talk about Apple TV's launch. I have been watching Apple TV Plus and, and Disney Plus. I always forget the plus. You can't forget the plus. It's the whole reason why it's there. I know, because plus means you're paying for it. <laughs> uh, it, it is indeed. Um, so let's quickly run through this. Apple TV Plus. Talk to me about this. Because Apple TV is a concept. It is also a uh, tabletop receiver. It is a bunch. It is an app. It's a bunch of things. It is. It's very ambiguous. Yeah, but let's talk about the plus part of it. And uh, they have a few shows. I haven't watched all of them. I've actually only watched two of them. Uh, one of them being that kids show we talked about already, the uh, the Ghostwriter remake. Yes. And I started For All Mankind. How is that? And guess what? They say it's the best one of the bunch. Uh, well, it's actually really good. So, Is there actually a barometer though between a kids show and uh, the one show you watched? Well, no, it's it's hard to compare it to the kids show because it's that, that's just a kids show. But uh, no, this is really well done. Have you watched any other shows? I have not on Apple TV+. So Plus. therefore, it is an inaccurate uh, sort of uh, comparison. Well, yes, exactly. I can't say it's the best one for me, but judging by what the other shows are about, this one seems uh, made for, my, for me. Like, I like this type of stuff. I like space. I like uh, nostalgia stuff like uh, Mad Men and all that. I guess I wouldn't call it nostalgia. I'd call it period pieces, right? My friggin' coast is a sheeple. Yeah, it's good. It was good. It's fun. It's interesting. The premise is cool. What if Russia... The Soviet Union made it to the moon before the United States. How would that play out? It's true. It's true. And um, five episodes in, very much enjoyed the last one. Really tense stuff. I was actually quite excited. And the the biggest uh, test, it it passed my uh, my wife's enjoyment, and she actually likes it. So she's but, the cultural critic of the household. Yeah, of this household. Like so, she'll, okay, she'll you say move, something's boring. Like, move off. Get her here. She's not here tonight. Oh, sorry. Okay, well, I, I, I want to talk to her because I feel like she has the better taste in this family. And, and she would not uh, come on the microphone. That's fine. Uh, switching gears from Apple TV Plus Plus Minus Plus to Disney Plus Plus Minus Plus. Angelo, how do you feel about Disney Plus? Have you had a chance to watch any uh, anything new slash anything old, anything borrowed, anything blue? I've watched a few things on Disney Plus. So the first day, signed up first thing in the morning because I was really curious to see what was on there. And sign up process was really easy. I was in checking things out. Come a few hours later when I want to just check out other stuff, uh, totally crashed. Not working at all. Couldn't even sign in. Lots of problems. I was getting weird random emails from them uh, saying that I had changed things. And I think it's because it was catching up because I had added four profiles and then changed a few things in the profiles. But yeah, on second day though, worked really well. The only thing I find missing right now from the app, which I have heard they will be adding anyway, I checked this on uh, that thing called Reddit, so obviously it's true they will be adding a continue watching tab because they don't have one right now. Oh, perfect. 
Yeah, that, that's kind of annoying. Luckily, if you have an Apple TV, you can continue watching through the Apple TV app. A lot of propaganda here. Um, so, uh, firstly, are you sure that you haven't been uh, uh, defrauded in terms of like your login info? Because this is a very big problem is that, um, you know, black market Disney Plus subscriptions are being sold on the black market for anywhere from 3 to $11 USD. Are you joking? Or I can't, something I can't tell if you're no, serious. No, this is legitimately, this is a whole issue. No, I'm pretty sure they didn't crack my password. Perfect. One, two, three, Disney. <laughs> um, so what else? Plus, what have you been watching? Tell, talk, talk to the people. I watched the two episodes of The Mandalorian. So did I. You did? How? I did. It's called The Internet, my friend. Oh. So for me, watching it, the first episode, I kind of found a little boring. But uh, I picked up in the second episode. What are you talking about? You didn't like Venna Herzog talking to you? Yeah. I, okay. That was kind of cool. But You didn't like Nick uh, Nolte as a little person? Yeah. Not bad. First episode was okay. Second episode was really good. If you uh, are out there watching, I guess episode three will come out by the time uh, this uh, drops. So, uh, you know, uh, first two have been pretty good. Uh, huge spoiler slash surprise out there of a character who is uh, a derivative of another character that yeah. uh, has the internet on fire right now. Do you get a uh, like Western vibe to it? Yes, Spaghetti Western and also uh, uh, the uh, manga slash movie series of The Lone Wolf and Cub, right? The uh, samurai yeah. with you the say right, like as if I should know that. See, put your wife on. She's a cultural critic. No, she's not here. <laughs> Anyways, I really enjoyed both episodes. I'm, I'm, yeah, they are slow, but that's fine. But, it, but slow, yeah, no, no. The, and look, the, I say like the first episode. I didn't say it was boring. It was, it was I said it was boring, didn't I? But it, it wasn't really necessarily boring. It, it was slower than I expected it to be. But that scene at the end really paid off. And then, yes. uh, and then the, uh, cause I wasn't expecting that at all. And I had totally avoided spoilers for it. And then, uh, the second episode, uh, really fun. Our, our friends, the Jawas showed up. That was cool. I agree with you. Uh, have you watched anything else apart from that? Yes. I watched uh, a couple of episodes of, well, there's only two, the Imagineering series where they talk about how, uh, Disney created his theme parks. And, uh, I don't know if that's established yet, but I enjoy the theme parks. Perfect. I'm glad to hear that you're a fan. What a huge surprise. You spent a lot of your holidays there. Yeah, really cool. Watching how the rides get made. Um, how the sausage gets made. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. We got to see, uh, in the first episode, it was mostly about Disneyland. And then the second episode was about the Florida Project, which obviously is Disney World. And uh, Disney himself didn't actually get to live to see that, unfortunately. Which is fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. I want to, I, no, sometimes you don't get to see the uh, you know the completion of your project, right? No, no. So I think, Angelo, uh, it is time for you to... I'm going to make your Disney Plus recommendation of the week for you. Ready? Please. The seminal classic blank check, the movie. Is that on there? Yeah, it sure is. Oh, wow. Uh, sure I thought you were going to say the black hole. No, 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 no. Uh, of course, blank check is a 1994 uh, comedy film with Tone Loke in a guest starring appearance. Or not, he's like a, not a guest starring, but he's like a secondary character. Who's the boy? Uh, is he somebody famous? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I can definitely tell you he's not famous. Okay. Okay, so I'll I'll set up the family to watch that. We actually, oh, we did watch one of the original movies. Oh, did you? We watched Noel because we wanted to watch a Christmas movie. Of and course. it was fun. Great, I'm glad to hear it. It was fun. So moving on, uh, talking about the content itself to the concept of content, uh, I linked you to a Bloomberg a Business Week article all about how billboards love the streaming wars because it makes them money. Yeah, lots of billboards, apparently. Um, the thing that stood out with me, though, with nothing to do with the billboards, but about people uh, complaining that the ESPN correspondents were talking up Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's called brand synergy, my friend. <laughs> but that's really what people want to hear when they just want to watch sports. 
I want to pull out two. Uh, I'm going to read a quote and uh, some text from the article. So firstly, uh, this is straight from a marketing wizard. Quote, television is the easiest place to find people who like TV, end quote, <laughs> said Brian Weiser, global president of business intelligence for Group M, the ad buying unit of WPP PLC. Now I know uh, how he makes the big bucks. Surprise, guys. If you're on TV, chances are you'll want to see more of what's on TV. So yeah, geez. that's cool. And then you, uh, people that own televisions. Surprise. Television. I know. Isn't it insane? Uh, yeah, anyways, this article is pretty interesting because it means that uh, traditional sources of media are still needed to anchor people to new forms of media. Contrarily towards the end of the article, I want to read this and I want you to think about this because I have a couple of things I'd like to say. Uh, quote, not every streaming company is all in on traditional advertising. Dazen, D-A-Z-N, the sports streaming service based in London, used no traditional media to promote a boxing match last Saturday between two YouTube personalities, KSI and Logan Paul. The social media stars promoted the fight heavily on their own channels and Dazen ran its own three-hour pre-fight show for the free online. Did Logan Paul get beat up? Uh, he lost by decision. Oh, Second time. What, it's twice he fights? Yes, this is a rematch. And second time he loses. Both times lost by decision, yes. It's because nobody likes him. I, I do think that like if you have two YouTube stars on here uh, not buying traditional media where people don't even know who Logan Paul is or KSI is, makes a lot of sense. Are you really going to burn those advertising dollars on TV? No, probably not. Billboard ads? Probably not. You know, bus shelter ads? No. Out of home? No. Radio? No. You have a built-in audience there. Podcast? Perhaps, depending. Maybe. Other YouTube shows? Perhaps, depending. Are we going to have Logan Paul on the show? I'm looking forward to talking to him, yes. Uh, let us talk and move away from all of this content, because I feel like this is a content-heavy episode already, Angelo. Um, let's talk about one of your favorite things. One of the things that I never tire hearing you talk about, and that, of course, is Apple and their flawless, spotless record. I thought you were going to use another uh, F word there. No, okay. no, this is a family show, f***er. <laughs> all right, giving some work to do in the edit. Yeah, Apple, 16-inch MacBook Pro. The rumors were true, and they fixed the keyboard. How did they fix it, Angelo? <laughs> they fixed the keyboard because they changed the switches from the uh, butterfly switches to the scissor switches that used to be part of the old keyboards. And it's, in fact, basically the same keyboard I have in front of me here. Uh, listen. And he just closed his app. So yeah, hello, so Angel. Hello, yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, but good. So that's the keyboard I use. It's the called the Magic Keyboard, and it comes with the iMac. And um, yeah, now they've put it on the MacBook Pro 16 inch. Smart, very smart. Haven't said anything about it. No, well, that's the thing, right? Are they going to come out and admit they were wrong that their uh, really pretty flat keyboards were amazing? No, probably not. No, because they were not amazing. <laughs> no, they were uh, probably one of the uh, bigger uh, issues that uh, even Apple uh, fanatics had issues with or took issue with. Yeah, I, I think it's probably the worst thing they've done in a long time in terms of uh, products and not being able to fix something. I was going to say, there's a lot that I can think about that, that did not go right uh, with the last couple of years for them. But yes, with a major product, though, like as important as a MacBook. No, no, for sure. Yeah, like other stupid things went wrong. Yes, like iCloud's a bit of a mess, um, but. Their phone strategy is not the best either. Well, their phone, their phone's doing all right. I guess, but like, uh, there's no, uh, you know, they're still trying to, as I love to harp on, they're still trying to make augmented reality a thing that's not happening. Well, the, the rumors recently have been that they're going to be going on all in on that again and maybe coming out with a headset in a few years, like glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, because so, Google Glass worked out really well. Yeah. No, but this will be Apple. Oh, yes, of course. Um, speaking of Google Plus, of course, uh, Stadia. Do you know what Stadia is, Angelo? 
Yeah, we t- uh, you you ask me this every time you bring it up, and I, I say I, I vaguely know what it is. It's right. like the gaming thing that's streaming and all that. Yeah, so it's a cloud-based gaming service, right? But yeah. uh, in order to stream at uh, what Google wants you to, you're going to blow through your uh, monthly cap pretty fast. Well, I don't have a monthly cap. Well, you do have a soft cap. They're probably going to throttle you after a while. I guess. I mean, I've I've never reached it, so I don't know. But like, I on my bill it says I have unlimited internet, right? And those don't lie. <laughs> um, so uh, Stadia actually launched today, November nineteenth. Um, something super interesting to note is that a lot of developers have like sort of backed away because of Google's track record of uh, you know wanting to keep products around for a very long time. And uh, yeah, it's 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 not great. That's why when I needed a uh, like if I need a new router, I wouldn't get the Google one, right? Because apparently you need to be online to be able to use it. Like <laughs> that sounds stupid. Yes, obviously a router needs the internet, but if their servers go down, your router stops working, right. which is not good. No, it's not at all. Um, so that being said, of course, uh, as this wonderful aside, uh, let's close this up. Stadia is uh, nebulous off to the distance, probably going to be another six to eight months before it dies, let's say, like conservatively. Yeah, it's not going to do well. Watch us be totally wrong. The iPhone's not going to do well. I highly doubt that, Angelo. Just based on the fact that like you need to cloud stream. Sorry, you need you need it is a cloud based streaming gaming service. Cloud stream. That's a great uh, name for a band. You can have it for free. Thank you, Angelo. Do you like movies? I do. Well, uh, sometimes the uh, you know how there's like a theatrical cut and then an extended cut. Sometimes a you know director's cut, and there are a lot of uh, lost movies like that. Yeah. Zack Snyder's version of the Justice League is one of those. Okay, so I, I watched Justice League. It was fine. I'm not a fan of those Zack Snyderverse movies. Uh, I find them too dark. And the thing I actually liked about Justice League was that it had a little bit of humor. And I had totally forgotten that Joss Whedon directed it. Like, he, Yeah, so he came in and sort of swooped things up after, uh, unfortunately, uh, Zack Snyder's daughter had passed, so he decided to uh, take some time off. The, the thing with Zack Snyder, like, would he have made it uh, humorless and dark? Who knows, right? So, so is this coming out? No. So right now, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck, uh, on the two-year anniversary of the release of Justice League, tweeted out, uh, you know, uh, release the Snyder Cut hashtag. Oh, okay. So they're not going to release it. Well, as of right now, no. Okay. Um, but there's momentum building, right? Um, Rob Liefeld, a uh, noted comic book man, has been tweeting about this for uh, weeks, if not months. Um, Jason Momoa over the summer admitted to seeing a Zack Snyder cut. Kevin Smith had seen some kind of work print at one point of the Snyder cut. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it, there is a version of the film out there. It could be reconstructed based on everything that uh, is available in terms of materials. Maybe, maybe not. No one knows quite, except for Zack Snyder, of course, how much of the material is out there and available to use. So the thing with with uh, with Justice League, I I had such low expectations for it that when I finally did see it just a few months ago, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah, it was, it's a fine movie. It's it's fun. It's silly. Uh, I like silly stuff. Like anytime the Flash was there, I actually smiled. He was funny. But that's one of the issues. It's not the TV Flash. It's the movie Flash, right? Yeah. So what's wrong with the movie Flash? The Flash isn't supposed to be like all serious and brooding. No, no. I meant more like the actor. You don't like him? No. You, you could have had synergy there. Oh, well, it's not, it's a different earth. Sure. Let's go with that. That's the way you explain it, right? Like it's just a different earth. Of course. One day they're going to cross over with the, uh, what's his name? Berlanti, the Greg Berlanti verse. Do you know how many uh, multiverses there are in DC? Isn't it infinite? No. 53. 53 is right, actually. (laughs) Oh, okay. I know this because they just mentioned it on the flash. Right. The uh, 53rd one is, of course, you, you something. You sounded so shocked. I, I kind of was. Because uh, common sense usually is um, 52. Yeah. 
That's but a 53rd one was introduced during uh, the Dark Knight's Metal storyline um, that, uh, that uh, Scott Snyder actually had written. Not Zach, no relation, had written a little while ago. See? So sometimes I know my things. Yeah, apparently you do. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the 53rd one. It's kind of hilarious, uh, but that's fine. Uh, so with that in mind, Angelo, let us move on and upwards into the paranormal section. I'll see you on Earth 54. Double Density presents the sounds of your youth. Density. Welcome back to Double Density, and as always, we are switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So we have one big topic this week that you actually managed to find um, uh, an example of, and then we're going to do a deep dive into the subject itself. So you found a Reddit thread from the uh, paranormal subreddit all about how um, it's entitled, sorry, I'm opening the post here. Of course, it's going really slowly. Okay. My wife and I witness a ghost on the Connect. So Angela, what is the Connect? First of all, I just want to say the reason I, I went to Reddit, I think this morning or yesterday, it's you're because the, you're, you're in the bathroom. It's fine. No, we had a couple of, we have a couple of topics uh, like on the burners that are, we want to get ready to talk about, but we had nothing for this week. Cause I thought we were talking about something else, which are not, which we're not doing. No, we're doing the next episode because it, uh, it will mark the one year anniversary or something. Okay. And I got confused. So I said, oh, let's go find, uh, my favorite, uh, things in the, uh, Reddit, the, the paranormal subreddit. And, uh, first thing was there, um, the connect, uh, did you ever use a Connect? Because I, it's something that uh, has to do with video games, and you like video games. Never had an Xbox. Never had an Xbox. So yes, uh, you asked me to explain what the Connect is. It's basically a camera that used to connect to the Xbox 360, and then later on, it came with uh, the Xbox One at the beginning. 720. Yeah, the Xbox 720, and uh, basically, it tracks your movements and does fun things <laughs> on the screen. And uh, it wasn't. Very much of a hit, was it? The Connect wasn't actually very successful. A lot of these peripherals aren't right. Like we were talking about Apple and augmented reality before, but I feel like this is another one of these, like, um, um, sort of like a, you know, uh, niche or like pet projects that companies use and try to push on people, hoping that they're going to turn around and adopt it en masse, but it never actually happens. Well, it was basically to capitalize on the hit that was the Nintendo Wii, which was a hit, yes, but not in a good way. But not because, yeah, not for the ways in which you, uh, you know, create a Connect. No, uh, they they spent too much time on that, and it it was never really a hit. Anyway, apparently, sorry, sorry, just forget. You're not a fan of Just Dance? Meh. My kids. So, Just Dance. Uh, do you know how a lot of kids play Just Dance? Just flop around? No, they just watch Just Dance clips on YouTube and dance along to those. Oh, okay. So you actually cut out a, an expensive middleman there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I found this out like uh, at my kids' school. They like project Just Dance YouTube clips. And the whole school dance along, dances along. You must have felt like a bit of a fool. I wasn't there, but no. But anyway. No, I meant uh, the idea that you'd spend all this money, you'd install a connect. Kids, come down. Daddy's got a gift. Kids padding down the stairs. They see you. They look at the Xbox. They look at the connect. They shrug. They go back to YouTube. Yep. That's how life is now. So anyway, apparently the connect is a ghost hunting tool. I did not know this. And so it's, hit, it's so, been a ghost hunting tool for a while. Yes. Yeah, so hit me with this. Well, um, I said, okay, let's, I, I, I did the Google thing and I, I typed in uh, Xbox Connect Ghosts and it, it popped up an article from 2014 from Polygon where people have been using it uh, for ghost hunting and uh, apparently uh, it really works. Sure. I mean, yeah. it, it, it picks something up, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Actually, if you go to this article on the right-hand side, total spoiler alert for the character in The Mandalorian that we didn't want to spoil. I mean, there's like the, there's like a cottage industry, by the way. I looked a bunch of this up on um, on YouTube and watched a bunch of videos. Uh, don't ask me why. I guess research, right? Research is yeah, research. Thing. It's not like I'm going to do that. No, no, you have a busy life here. You hop yeah. on Reddit for seven minutes every two weeks. And then I go back uh, to uh, card tricks. Right. My favorite, a uh, couple of things from the, uh, the Polygon article is that, of course, Microsoft had no comment to, uh, to any of this. No, no comment. We did not create a ghost hunting uh, product. So people can actually buy uh, modified versions of the Kinect um, from uh, different modding websites in order to uh, use it as, uh, you know, ghost finding apparatuses inside of their homes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so what did you find, Brian, in your uh, searches? So, you know, a lot of this camera stuff and a lot of this camera technology isn't actually like um, uh, perfected, right? So, for example, I think this article talks about the, you know, how the Geiger counter was created and you can reproduce results um, in the lab and then out in the wild and kind of get a consistent idea of how uh, something like that works, right? Yeah. So the bigger problem, though, is that in order to do that inside, uh, you know, uh, IRL, you know, meat space, you would need a reproducible ghost, I guess, in order to do that. And that's really clearly not the case, as you and I both know about how ghosts operate. Well, can't you just go to a haunted house? You could. You could definitely do that. But what I'm talking about is like consistently reproducible. Like there's never been uh, any sort of like uh, regular ghost just hanging out waiting for you to capture it. No, and it's probably because there are no such things as ghosts. Did I so, say that? Yeah, you did. And this is something else I wanted to talk about, actually. So sometimes I do believe that you attract negative energy, Angelo, and therefore uh, you're not receptive to other uh, planes of existence and therefore you shut them out. So they don't come bother me, which is a good thing. I don't need to be haunted. Exactly. No one has anything pressing to tell you. No one wants to be your friend. Well, it's sad. Well, it is life. Let's be honest here. Um, but I do believe that is one of the reasons why you do not believe in ghosts because you've not had an encounter because you are not open enough to it. Well, maybe I'll have one later. I really hope so. Anyways, um, like with this kind of technology, of course, isn't perfected, right? So the Kinect is ostensibly a consumer grade, um, uh, video camera that works on a grid system. And then like, um, uh, as for example, like you've played the Wii before, right? I have. Yes. Sometimes, you know, uh, no matter what kind of, if you're using the Wiimote that's not plugged in to your, you know, your Wii or Wii U, um, sometimes, you know, wireless technology can get screwed up in terms of like a, um, a data being crossed back and forth, right? So sometimes you hit left and it doesn't register, for example. I know, I've used the power glove. <laughs> Do you still own one? No, I never owned one. A friend it is a powerful life. piece of technology, my friend. <laughs> so... Have, has anybody retrofitted that to catch ghosts? You know what? I'm going to Google this right now. Power glove modded for ghost hunting. Probably not. No, but a hacked Nintendo power glove lets you control drones. Okay, cool. So, um, ba -ba -ba. no, unfortunately not. Sorry. That's too bad. Uh, there might be a cottage industry there. Anyways, all that to say, like, you know, when you, um, I don't know if you've ever used a Kinect, have you? Let's start with that. I actually have never used a Kinect, no. I've used a uh, camera like uh, devices such as the connect. And um, sometimes it doesn't register you being there. Sometimes it registers a person as two people. Sometimes it doesn't register them at all. Sometimes it just, there are phantom movements that it registers for no reason, because the thing is that it works on uh, a movement and perceived movement and algorithms and things like that. So if it thinks that it sees something move, then it's going to register it and vice versa. Right? So it's not a perfect system at all, which is why um, it's an interesting uh, piece of tech to use in terms of ghost hunting. Would I use it as my smoking gun? If I were to go out and try to find, uh, you know, an angry spirit or perhaps a pleasant spirit, probably not the thing I'd use. Well, this brings us to a good point. The imperfections in technology 
and in certain devices are what makes them ideal for ghost hunting because it's those imperfections that create the anomalies that make people think they've seen or heard a ghost. Or uh, a witness, right? So for example, like the classic uh, photography concept of double exposure. Yeah, well, we've we've talked about this uh, a few times now in the last few weeks where uh, there was that article about the photos and then we talked about it with uh, Alex and Tyler and how it could even just be as simple as a software error on a phone now nowadays because we don't really have double exposure. But yes, back then it was double exposure, which was, like I've mentioned before, pretty cool. It's a great visual trick. Um, also, I know that uh, Rob and Sam, uh, during their Gulf Breeze episodes, had sort of suggested perhaps some of those photos were double exposure. Yeah, and they definitely look like they could be. Also, remember I earlier in this episode, I mentioned that Imagineering episode about uh, from Disney+. Plus. Yes. Well, they talked about... Uh, the things they used and the practical effects they used for the Haunted Mansion. And one of those things was Pepper's Ghost, which uh, I think we've mentioned that before in the show. It's basically like an old school hologram uh, where uh, it was uh, used, in fact, by magicians at the turn of the century to kind of make things look ghostly and appear. And of course, nobody knew how that technology worked back then. So it was pretty amazing to them. So I fear what I'm about to say. Okay. You being a student of magic and illusions and uh, debunking ghosts in pictures like that, hand in hand. What do you feel? Wait, I thought there was a question coming. No, I'm just saying like your role as a skeptic here um, uh, plays well into these sorts of things. Well, yes, this is perfect. I, I set it up like this, Brian. I, I, I set you up for this. Holy shit, it is a magic trick. Yeah, see? Done. You got me. Double density. So let's move from uh, cameras that uh, capture your spirit to devices that capture your spoken soul. EVPs and how to get them. Yes. Uh, EVPs uh, are creepy. Even though I don't believe in them, they're creepy. So what is an EVP for people who don't know? It's electronic voice Voice phenomenon. phenomenon. And basically people think that certain recording devices can capture uh, the voice of spirits in whatever room it is. Uh, of course, these devices cannot be good, high-definition quality microphones. They have to usually be pretty garbagey. So there are two ways of doing this. Of course, there's the analog way, right? So you get a cassette recorder with a single microphone. You go into a space. You hit play and record at the same time, right? So it gets the cassette going, and then you ask your questions in a slow and deliberate manner, and you wait you know, perhaps 10 to 15 seconds between questions. And then afterwards, you pop that sucker into a tape deck and uh, crank up the sound and listen. And we've recorded, what, hundreds of hours of our spoken voice. Have we heard any creepy ghosts yet? We haven't gone in and listened for creepy ghosts, so there could be. We just don't know. Well, I I would see them in my waveform. Right, of course, yes. You could, perhaps, um, if you want to do this the digital way, right? So that's the other way I was talking about. So uh, the analog way, of course... One set of things, the digital way, of course, you use some kind of microphone, you know, you plug it into um, a digital recorder with a hard drive, you offload it either through USB or if it's an older one, you know, you do a a microphone to microphone port kind of thing. Yeah, because that won't degrade anything. No, of course not. And then, uh, you know, here you are. We're so negative. I'm sorry. I feel like we're really negative about. <laughs> we, the are, we are. We P- are. People do. You're just not open, Angela. You're not receptive to the well, spirit world. People do carry a lot of stock in this, and they think it is some sort of evidence. Uh, we've heard a lot of people do this, and uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this. Maybe they are ghosts. I don't know. Uh, there is a famous recorder out there. People love it. 
uh, Brian, and you, I, I sent you like down a rabbit hole of it. You did. So we're going to talk about the Panasonic RRDR60IC, which is apparently the best EVP recorder ever made. So people swear by this thing, and I don't know. I think it's because it's kind of cheap. Is it that? Uh, so do you want me to actually like go into why I think this is? So firstly, yeah, use your uh, degree, Brian. Yes, of course. So the DR60 IC, uh, something to note is that it now fetches hundreds of dollars in the secondary market, if not thousands. Do you know how much it cost when it first came out? No, I do not. I do not have time for that kind of thing. Okay. I think it was like 60 bucks. Yeah. It was something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. So the reason why the DR60 works so well, um, in terms of like quote unquote capturing spirits, it, it doesn't lay in the microphone, my friend. It lays in the compression software inside of the digital recorder, right? So there's actual software in there? Yeah. So there's something called uh, SELP or KELP. So it's a code excited linear prediction. So it's a way in which a, um, uh, a uh, recorder will translate what is heard into uh, bits and bytes and then predict what the sound is in theory, right? Does it compress it? It definitely compresses it. And that's the thing too. So um, uh, KELP or SELP is lossy. We all know how much I like compression. And uh, it can bring things out that aren't necessarily there if it's compressed too much. And that's the, that's the thing too, right? This is an older handheld recorder, right? So a lot of the older, cheaper ones tend to use um, older, cheaper um, uh, sorts of like a, a bits, not only microphone-wise, but also hard drive-wise and hardware-wise, right? So the idea there is that um, the digital-to-analog converter um, uh, will sometimes put things into a waveform that aren't necessarily there because it thinks it should be there based on the algorithm that it uses. So it's catching. Hmm. So it's basically turning white noise into what sounds maybe like voices. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. So it may you know a, a blip, something distant, um, and may turn into um, uh, some kind of wave form that you didn't intend to have necessarily. Right. Yes. And now um, going back to Disney Plus, one of the shows we watched on Disney Plus is a favorite of my daughter's called Brain Games. And it talks about how the brain uh, kind of can make things up for itself so that it it can better understand the world. And one of the things was uh, audio hallucinations they were talking about. So they played this sound, which was gibberish. Then they played a different sound. And then they played back that other sound. And of course, once you had it imprinted in your mind that the sound was saying something, that's all you could hear, even though it was the same sound that just a few minutes ago you heard nothing from. Yeah, of and course. this is kind of what's happening. So it's basically uh, like audio pareidolia. Yeah, so this is a software issue, right? So what happens with these older, cheaper recorders is that um, when they're playing back waveforms, they'll add in what they think is supposed to be there, right? So, you know, Kelp or Selp being lossy, um, uh, as you were joking about before, you know, the the more beautiful digital recorders that would use PCM, which is pulse cold modulation, in a lossless way, right? So uh, the same kind of audio that would go in a CD, right? So, you know, back in the day, you'd maybe want to rip a CD, right? So you put it into your computer, you turn them into wave files, which are lossless, and then you would turn them into MP3s for convenience sake, right on your hard drive. Yeah, because they take less space. So picture that, but like downsampled to 96 kbps, like something like, uh, or 64k, like something radio quality almost. Yeah, and it, uh, and I know you like that sound. I do. Uh, for, for I do. It's like listening podcast. to real, real, me, like real audio, right? It's like it, real it, media it back in the day. Your, yeah, it makes your own just uh, coast to coast FM. Rustles AM. my jimmies. Coast to coast FM? Coast to coast AM. I can never get it right. AM. It rustles okay. my jimmies. Okay. 
great. Uh, with all that being said, like this is a very kind of like if you open up a waveform and then started playing around with it and, uh, you know, took out some of the frequencies or, you know, started taking a look and seeing like, oh, what's this that doesn't exist, you know, where it's supposed to, then you'll get a better idea of what is out there, right? Um, something to note, of course, about the RDR60IC is that it you have to plug it in mic to mic or mic to headphone. There's no like USB plug-in, right? So you can't move files. You actually have to play them through. And that's where the problem comes in the actual playthrough of your compressed digital file. That's where the issue lands, right? Because you're using cheap software to um, predict the sounds and then note them. So you never get like a raw file from there ever? No, that's, yeah, it's all downsampled and, and played through, you know, the, the, the jack, the audio jack. And in your professional opinion... Uh, is this what leads to it being such a good EVP recorder because it basically will catch one almost all the time? <laughs> I would definitely say that there is a, a stronger possibility of capturing unwanted sounds and then you know this cheap software uh, using the algorithm to turn it into uh, a sound when it isn't a sound. That's definitely something that is there, I think. Uh, with all this said, I still think EVPs are creepy. Even though I know they're not ghosts or anything malevolent or evil, uh, when you're listening to them and somebody imprints in your head saying this is a, an evil spirit talking to you, or maybe a good spirit, whatever. That almost sounded like Dr. Steve Rule. The universe guy? Yeah, exactly, the universe guy. What the heck is all those lights out there? Is this just a black curtain with holes in it? A few people have asked if that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> It's definitely not. Everyone should Google Dr. Steve Brule and watch a couple of videos and then understand what true lunacy uh, looks like, Angelo. Um, uh, So coming back to your point, though, uh, the EVPs I find scariest, my friend, are the analog ones. Because there's nothing. There's no compression. Yeah. So something was picked up. So the thing is, if you can take one tape, right, and then, you know, play it in three or four different boom boxes or, you know, uh, cassette accepting devices, and then you heard the same thing reproducible over and over, you got something there. That's interesting. Whereas, That's yeah, really a lot of these, a lot of these things, a lot of these recorders, you know, that came to market late nineties, early two thousands, cheap software, um, uh, very problematic stuff, even mini disc players, um, to a certain extent, um, depending on the quality of the microphone you use as well as the, the mini disc itself, et cetera, et cetera, uh, a little bit problematic there. Um, but yeah, the idea, uh, that you, uh, you know, you take a file that's been down sampled and then try to make sense of it, uh, through crappy software. And then suddenly you're hearing all kinds of stuff. Well, when the Panasonic came out, that was an issue. There were a lot of people complaining that they were hearing strange voices or strange things in their recordings. And it had more to do with the software and the hardware working together poorly than it did with any actual spirits in their room. Exactly. It also didn't have the world's best microphone either, which is understandable because it's picking up all kinds of things. It's, it's you know, it's a tiny Omni. Like a weird, a weird noise in the background is going to be turned into something completely different. It's like if you took a piece of paper right, and you scribbled all over it, and then you, you crumbled it up and threw it in somewhere, and you know, you know, you, you you wet it a bit, and then you pick it back up, and you know, some of the ink has stained in different ways. So suddenly, you know, a word looks like another word, right? Oh yeah, that's an interesting analogy that works really well. Good job, Brian. Thank you. It's You're like using a- your degree for good. I am. Well, very minor good. That is, you know, but that is not to say that I do not believe in EVPs. The analog ones, as I was saying before, still scary to me. So I still um, put some stock in those. I'm still receptive to the spirit world, unlike you, who is all in all digital man. Uh, doors closed, heart closed, mind closed, spirit closed. Full hearts, clear eyes, can't lose. Do you want to do a, you want to open up your heart in 2020? No. Be, except, except Angelo. Brian was all in in 2019. I still am, mostly, on the analog ones. And 2020 will be the year of closed heart, Angelo. <laughs> a streak that has continued for decades now. My cold, cold heart. 
Angela, I feel like this is a great place to end episode 123 of the Double Density podcast before we start to psychoanalyze you and your unwillingness to love the spirit world. So uh, I'm going to ask you where people could find us. Let's see if you can do this. I don't know where people can find this, Brian, on the internet, um, doubledensity.net. Correct. <laughs> There's a contact button they can use there to contact us. Has anybody yes. contacted us? Nobody wants to talk to us. Some, someone who's clearly a mass marketing uh, you know, person said, hey, you should have audio versions of your blog entries. Surprise, the blog is a, the last one is a year old. So uh, yeah. nice try, uh, yeah, marketer trying to get me to buy your business. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, double underscore density. Also on Instagram, double density podcast. How's about that? Yeah. You've been, uh, you've been active on Instagram with your other podcast. Oh, the coda, yes, which is, uh, I'm trying to think of the date and time. Yes, the, uh, the, a trailer will be up by the time this episode drops and then, uh, we'll be, uh, launching things properly first week of December. How exciting, Ryan. I know. It's an all music podcast. Get ready for that. We, uh, recorded our first episode already. Is there music playing in the pod? Like, are you going to play clips of stuff? No, I'm not playing with that devil. Okay, good. So I don't have to listen to you at 1x. I can, I can no, like, exactly, double yeah. the speed. Perfect. Uh, until I have to torture you with a, you know, a, a premiere of a track or something. Yeah, every once in a while you'll send me a message saying, you have to listen to this, but I'm like right in the middle of a podcast. If you send me something, I listen to it. No, you don't. I, I, I absolutely do. Really? Unless I'm in a meeting or something, yes. Uh, not even in a, well, in a meeting, it's fine. Just, <laughs> Just crank it? Yeah. You know what? I have a meeting tomorrow morning. I'll give it a shot. Send me a message between 9 and 10. Perfect. I'll do that. Perfect. Angelo, and with that, we end episode 123 of the Double Density Podcast right here, right now. Angelo, tune in next week. Or sorry, next episode, I should say, as we are bi-weekly, is I teach Angelo how to zip it or else he's going to get himself a ticket. I'm going to hear uh, some voices now. Perfect. See you around.